Strange Bedfellows, Illegal Immigrants, and America-Hating Social Justice Warriors. On Friday, July 12th, pro-illegal immigration supporters protesting outside a U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement facility pulled down the American flag and replaced it with a Mexican flag. Throughout America's history, our flag has flown as a symbol of our foundational guiding principles. The American flag, like the flags of every other country in the world, stands for its guiding principles, not its flaws. There exists no flawless nation, state, or city because there exists no flawless humans. But there are countries whose guiding principles are nobler than others, countries in which liberty and justice are more passionately pursued and protected than others. The United States stands at the pinnacle of such nations. If national flags did represent a country's flaws and failures rather than its guiding principles, Surely the Mexican flag would stand for egregious institutional corruption and incompetence, making it inexplicable why anyone would replace the American flag with the Mexican flag. Alternatively, if Mexico is superior to America in most ways, why aren't Central American migrants staying in Mexico? It's clear that the surge of migrants applying for asylum are not really asylum seekers, as a result of their own government's incompetence and corruption, impoverished Central Americans are coming to America for the prosperity immigrants throughout our history have seen and sought. They see and seek what Colin Kaepernick and Megan Rapino cannot see. They desperately desire entrance into the country Kaepernick and Rapino detest but they are abusing America's generosity and exploiting the cheap political gamesmanship of conscienceless and incompetent congressmen and congresswomen in both parties whose deliberate inaction has created the conditions on the border that leftists now blame on the Trump administration. The political left's sickening exploitation of the huddled masses beggars belief. Cultural regressives encourage hordes of suffering people to flood our border, knowing full well the detention facilities cannot accommodate such numbers. And then they use images and descriptions of these overwhelmed facilities to whip Americans into a frenzy of rage directed at ICE agents and Republicans. No one better typifies the dishonest exploitation of migrants than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, who in a congressional hearing this past week tried to smear former acting ICE director Tom Homan by accusing him of heartlessly separating children from their parents, a practice started by the Obama administration and ended in June 2018 by the Trump administration. In response to AOC's accusations, Homan responded that anyone who is arrested for committing a crime is separated from his or her children, and that crossing the border anywhere except for ports of entry is a crime. If you go to this article online, you can watch a video of the exchange between Homan and AOC. Later, in a tweet, AOC responded that the Trump administration has practically closed ports to asylees, resulting in migrant desperation that leads them to do dangerous things like what Oscar and Valeria, the father and daughter who drowned, did. Very cunning and morally repugnant tactical moves on AOC's part. First, she encourages masses of migrants to flood our borders, thereby overwhelming detention facilities and resulting in far less than ideal conditions for detained migrants. 
Then when the administration places restrictions on ports of entry, which would improve conditions in detention facilities, she criticizes the administration for its efforts and accuses it of causing the deaths of a father and his daughter. AOC's ignorance and malfeasance was surpassed, however, by that of Illinois Representative Jesus Garcia, who, in an explosive hearing in the U.S. House of Representatives, accused Homan of not caring about migrant children because they aren't white. Justifiably outraged, Homan defended himself and the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, pointed to the ethical implications of the failure to secure the border, and identified the group responsible for the border debacle. Congress. If you go to this article online, you can watch the riveting video of Homan defending himself. AOC and her allies, who assume no responsibility for the desperation migrants feel or for the detention facilities conditions, are committed to keeping the number of suffering illegals high in order to secure political power. Ironically, cultural regressives like AOC in government, in the press, and in the streets, who so passionately support illegal immigration, benefit from the fertile America-hating soil in which so many young Americans have been grown like weeds, that is, government schools. Public schools, long controlled by leftists and leftist organizations, are seedbeds of hatred for America and have churned out America-hating, self-identifying social justice warriors who mete out injustice to all those who refuse to submit to their ideology. Government schools advance progressive views of America under the banner of teaching for social justice, which shares some of the philosophical features of critical pedagogy, critical race theory, and within theological circles, black liberation theology. In broad outlines, teaching for social justice is essentially repackaged socialism with its focus on economic redistribution. Social justice theory emphasizes redistribution of wealth and values uniformity of economic and social position over liberty. That is, social justice disciples pursue the distinctly un-American goal of equality of outcome rather than equality of opportunity. Social justice advocates seek to use the force of government to establish economic uniformity. Social justice theory encourages people to view the world through the divisive lens of identity politics that demarcates groups according to which group allegedly constitutes the oppressors and which the oppressed. Those who are identified as the oppressors need not have committed any acts of actual persecution or oppression, nor feel any sense of superiority toward or dislike of the supposed oppressed class. The theory promotes the arguable idea that institutional racism, as opposed to actual acts of mistreatment of individuals by other individuals, is the cause of differing lots in life. Social justice grievance theory hyper-focuses on America's mistakes and failings while diminishing or ignoring the remarkable success America has achieved in integrating virtually every ethnic and racial group in the world and enabling people to improve their lots in life through economic opportunity and American principles of liberty and equality. Ironically, Those who most hate America are those who most vigorously facilitate the illegal immigration of those who desperately want to live in America. The ideological echo chamber that government schools are 
and foster is reflected in these words from Megan Rapino when asked about going to Washington, D.C. And I quote her, We've always been interested in going to Washington, so yes to AOC, yes to Nancy Pelosi, yes to the bipartisan Congress, yes to Chuck Schumer, yes to anyone else who believes in the same things we believe in, end quote. Perfect encapsulation of progressivism's view of diversity and tolerance. America stands for freedom and justice, while it is profoundly good and noble to choose to tend to the needs of those less fortunate, which Americans, especially Christians, are known around the globe for doing generously, it is unjust of the government to compel Americans to pay and pay and pay for those who break our laws. America's commitment to justice is inseparable from its commitment to law-keeping. If every citizen is permitted to decide which laws must be obeyed and which may be disobeyed, we are no longer a just country and possibly not even a sovereign nation much longer.